little shunk. I don't think it's the bed. I feel so comfortable in my bed. I like love my bed. But maybe that's not the thing. Maybe you can love your bed and still get, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Welcome, everybody, once again to this episode of the Chill Filtered Podcast, where we drink whiskey so you don't have to. Today's episode is episode 292. Today's going to be a fun one. We're going to drink some Irish whiskey today. We're going to drink some of the Spot series, specifically the Red Spot 15 Mm. year. But before we do that, we're going to talk a little business. So today I'm going to talk to you a little bit about our Discord server. So I want you to join our Discord server. If you're interested in, in chatting about whiskey, if you're interested in asking questions about whiskey and starting conversations, just hit us up on Instagram. Send us a message. Ask us to invite you to the Discord server. We'll get you in there where we talk about whiskey. We'll talk about new releases. We'll say, mm-hmm. hey, I heard you can buy this online somewhere. Get all mm-hmm. that good info for you on our Discord server and um, chat with us and have a good time. But uh, that's the business for now. Moving into the podcast. Cole, how you doing? How was your week? <laughs> I'm good. You know, it's funny. Like, this is your first... Um your first time leading off today so <laughs> listeners and viewers give them a give them a little uh, applause <laughs> thank you thank you the funny thing is you are so um not like so but you are much slower paced than i am <laughs> so you get used to it yeah. that's my my absolute number one like public speaking like presenting mm-hmm. at work which uh-huh. i'm really i'm really not that great at presenting at work i mean uh-huh. i do my best but like the number one thing that i always tell myself is just go slower Uh like people it it will calm everyone down if you just leave a little bit of gap in there don't say some ums instead just say nothing that's 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 what i try to do no that's great i i struggle with that uh because and it's not like like people have been listening for this long i'm very comfortable and i've always been comfortable public speaking um but it took a little bit to get used to it, like on a podcast format. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you're on your Slow way. Slow down. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know if I could do that though. Like, yeah, I, I do public speaking a lot, and uh, yeah, I like yeah. that people know who I am because I'm I'm not a slow talker in general either. Yeah. So. Yeah. And like when you do it, it's so exciting. It's like uh-huh. you're you're excited. It's a, so yeah, so I don't know. We'll we'll great. see if we'll see if my You're exciting end. too though, Brian. <laughs> uh what are you entry buzzing on? Oh yeah, okay. So I am actually uh close to what we're drinking today. I am nice. entry buzzing on the blue spot. Oh, seven year baby. Yeah, uh Ask yeah. Drink. Oh, I would have guessed nine, but nine's the gold spot. Mm-hmm. I forgot. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm doing the cast strength one. Yes. I um mm-hmm. I was kind of doing a little sorting of the old collection earlier and everything, nice. and having a little of this and that. So today was a great day for me to do my first open too, because uh, nice. I've had a glass or two already, and now here I'm nice. doing the high proof blue spot, lead into Ayo. that red spot. So yeah, I what about you? That. What are you drinking? Um, I started with last week's pour, the Thirteenth uh, um, Colony bribe. Finished yeah. that, but there was only like a half ounce in that that little sample bottle. So still as good as now. I'm going on a uh, compass box, Great King Street or whatever, or Ooh. Kings something. Yeah, uh, you know what the deal is Matt with that marketer? What's that? You know what the deal is with that one? Is it different kind of grain or not? A, not an idea. It is a little bit peaty, um, but I imagine 
It's a, I mean, it's a blend. I mean, it's compass box, but it's it's a yeah. little bit peaty, but not too peaty. Yeah, cool, so, cool. Yeah, was that thirteenth um, as good as you remember? Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm sad I only had so little of it. Yeah, it was very nice, very candy, yeah. very sweet, and sharply sweet, which I dig. So yeah, yeah two things in my life right now. Um, one, tomorrow morning I'm going to be waking up early and oh, risking yeah. it all. Yeah, uh, once again to see if I just get something lame. Not yeah. that stag was lame. Stag right. was not lame, but five and a half hours for stag was a little lame. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I'm just hoping. So they on the list are a few things that I would like. Mr. Sam is one, but I yeah. have a feeling I probably won't see that. Uh, and then secondly, um, what is it? Uh, 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 Russell's Reserve uh, Camp Camp Nelson F or whatever um the single rick house <clears throat> yeah and, you know the uh, price on that one's a little steep you know yeah it's like 300 or something like yeah, that right? it yeah. Is, yeah it might be worth it I oh, no, no. From, from what i've heard yeah, yeah I, i've yeah. not heard a single negative review about mm -hmm. that even considering the price tag but it, yeah, know, yeah it's just one of those where if you want to spend that much you're you're gonna get totally. something awesome but <laughs> yeah. yeah and then same with mr sam <clears throat> mr sam's like Two or three, two fifty, three hundred, or something like that. Yeah, but that has but, so much prestige. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we we had that. That was like episode like a hundred or so. We did. Oh, cool. Um, Mr. Sam and I hated it. Um, but I have a feeling it'll be worth having. Um, yeah. And uh, so that's that's what I'm excited about tomorrow. And the nice thing is, is like when I do get there, I talk to great people. People are nice and. Yeah, uh, it's fun to talk whiskey and talk all that stuff. And then the people that show up later, like asking questions and, you know, it's fun to answer them. And yeah. Um, Have you decided on a story? You know exactly where you're going? Yeah, I'm going to yeah. the one I went to last time and the time before two times ago, I got Parker's Heritage worth it. Totally worth it. This last time I got stag and that was it. But luckily on my way home, I dropped by another ABC store after the stag and picked up a Weller Special Reserve. So it wasn't, oh, wow. wasn't a terrible day. Yeah. And, and this is the store where you had gone two times ago. You had gone to another store and you saw the list and you were like, what? And then you left and yes. went to the one that you're going to tomorrow. That's correct. Mm -hmm. Nice. Okay. So and then it turned out that last time the stores had a in like the store the the one that was closer to my house had better options yeah so i'm thinking they're gonna alternate i'm just thinking like the other one's a bigger store in general like the one right. that i have been going to so i yeah. think the risk is there and i can also drop by on my way home to the other one so yeah i won't get like a stag or, or you know anything crazy but i will maybe get like a I don't know, like a Weller Special Reserve or something like that. Yeah, so. yeah. I know there's no way to know, but I'm pretty sure I'd make the exact same decision you're making. Yeah, just like I, the idea that they FOMO. would alternate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and that's the thing is like, do I show up at seven? If I showed up at seven, either time I'd still get something amazing. But the right. FOMO leads me and like and leads me like, and it's not like, like like, what if they had a Mr. Sam? If yeah. they did, I would regret it so hard. And that's yeah. why I show up at like five o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know if it's it like, a, I get these things in my head where it's like, well, I used to, I actually haven't done this in a while where I like mm -hmm. go try to get to Total Wine super early. But um, yeah, it yeah. used to, it used to get to me where it's like, I'm kind of wrapping up. I'm putting my shoes on. I'm about to go out the door. And then I'm like, oh, do I want to grab a water? And I'm like, no, what if at the time that yeah. it took you to go grab yes, that water? And that's happened to me before. Like the that's one time I got, I almost got a stag. The dude behind me in the parking lot starts speeding up and he's sixth in line for the case. Yeah. 
yeah, and yeah, I yeah. didn't get a stag. I have definitely, again. I don't remember what it was, but I've missed out on something because as I was getting out of my car, there was somebody that was literally like four steps in front of me. It's like, if mm-hmm. I hadn't, and you don't want to yeah. turn around to get that water on my way out the door. <laughs> yep. It's real. But like when it's like four in the morning, it's a different story. Yeah. But still, I would hate to miss out on I something did, as amazing as those. I did skim that list real quick. Um, what and, else uh, and, is on there that you saw? Well, so the one that's really sticking out of my mind, I know I saw at least five, six or seven yeah. things that were like, that were like, Ooh, Ooh. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But the one that's, that's still sticking in my mind is, uh, is a Mictor's 10 bourbon. Uh, Cause I feel like, Oh, and know, the, yeah. And I hear if, great things from 2023. Yeah. And the 2023 Mictor's 10 rye, apparently some reviews came out recently. Breaking bourbon, uh, I think gave it like five out of five. They gave it like, a killer score. Now that I remember it. Yeah. Like maybe highest score ever. I, I don't know, but yeah. everybody's freaking out about the 2023 um, huh. Mictor's 10 rye now. You know what the um, funny thing is, is that last time the store closer to me had Mictor's 10 rye and bourbon. Yeah. Well, that's that what, one last time. I feel like, you know, if the store is going to have some good stuff, they're probably going to have some, a few things that are better than Mictress 10. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. the Mictress 10 bourbon and rye is, is about the level where if you're not first in line, like, yeah. it's a good, like, you could still likely, get a chance. Likely that you'll probably see it if you're there pretty yeah. early and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. Fingers crossed for you. Thank you. And the funny thing is, is like, even if I were like, the big thing is getting approval from my wife because she's got to take care of the kids for the morning. Yeah. But then even if I thought maybe I'll just wait until seven, I won't do that. Knowing me, I will get up at four 30 probably. Right. And just head over to the store because I would be waiting in bed at that point. Exactly. And just not going to go back to bed. And I wake right. up at like five ish already. Oh, yeah, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Not too hard. Yeah. Uh, I guess, yeah. So otherwise in life, I've had some weird back pain since Christmas and it's gotten really bad this week and I never mm. have back pain, but it's like right on my shoulder here oh, dang. and uh, it sucks, but I think it might be getting better. Uh, yeah. I like did a bunch of things. Like I was like, first I was like, okay, um, let's just like massage it a little bit. And then I was like, what else do I do? I was like, I, you know, I'm not big into pain medication. But sometimes, you know, you got to do it. And and I'm, I'm just not big into pain medication because I'm like, no, just deal with it somehow. Yeah. But then there's some times where I'm like, what I'm doing to deal with it isn't helping. So I'm like, right. I'm on some like Advil, nothing crazy, you know, Advil. Yeah. And then um, what was it? I tried push-ups to see if it would like kind of snap something back in place. Um, and that worked for like a moment and then it came back. Um and yeah, then, or just uh, little exercises over several days to try to just strengthen a little bit. Yeah, I thought about yeah. it. Maybe I'll keep doing push-ups and stuff. Yeah. But then I brought out like a foam roller and started like pushing out on my back on the ground and stuff. And that's, I don't know. I don't know if that worked, but I'm feeling yeah. better today. Good. But I've, it's been so bad, it's been hard to sleep. Oh, um, that's bad. Yeah. yeah. So that's like... How, how old's bad. your bed? Time for a new bed? <laughs> I don't think it's the bed. I feel so comfortable in my bed. I like love my yeah. bed, but maybe that's not the thing. Maybe you can love your bed and still get, you know. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's life. That's life for Cole. So that's all I can think about. Yeah, you know, in terms of life updates. What about you? We actually went and toured a daycare today. So we were. Yeah, <laughs> always with the tours. Does she get maternity leave? So yeah, funny thing, uh, she does uh-huh. get maternity leave, but 
it is literally half of what I get for paternity. Oh, wow. For paternity leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. My, my company recently doubled our, our parental leave. Um, so it went from two to four. So I get four weeks. Four months? Weeks. Okay, cool. Still. Yeah. So she only gets two weeks? Yeah, she only gets two That's weeks. not enough time and, uh, to wean a child. <laughs> I know, right? I uh, <laughs> cool, cool. She's a girl. She won't have a wean. Yeah, exactly. No weens <laughs> on this girl. Girl dads. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, terrible joke. Um, she uh, she gets uh, two weeks, and um, it it actually used to be even less. I, I think I think it was oh, wow. only like one week, or or yeah. maybe even nothing. At her her tiny little company. Uh, yeah. <laughs> at her tiny little company, she um, is one of the first ever to have a baby okay. while working there. Uh, so I think there's somebody else who's like a couple months ahead of her. And so she's Uh, HR kind of got the ball rolling. Like, okay, we obviously need to update our policies if we're going to have people who are going to be birthing children now. Um, so the, they, they said the best they could do this year was to get it to two weeks and I mean, who knows in the future, but, but that's what it is this year at least. So. So what is that going to look like if she gets two weeks and that, cause what we did, uh, Heather didn't get any, so she's even worse off, but we saved up for like PTO basically. Like we like set aside for yeah. like the nine months that she was pregnant to say, Hey, we're going to pay ourselves with this money. Assuming, you know, like basically. Yeah. And then, um, I got one week, but when I was at, uh, my prior company or two prior to this one now, um, they gave me three weeks and they gave Heather none, but she took off two months, I think. Yeah. And then I took off three, but I like used the first week, I think. And then I think I used the first two weeks. And then the third week I used when Heather went back to work for the first week. So anyway, right. what are you, what are you doing? I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right now the, the current plan is where she would take, well, I'll obviously, you know, at least take like two weeks or something right yeah. off of that too. So we're both together. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, she would end up having the two weeks off for maternity leave. Yep. And then, um, I think she's got about four weeks or so of PTO that she's able to okay. use up. And then at the end of that, if for whatever reason she still wanted to or needed to stay home, she could turn on a six month, FMLA I think, or, um, yeah. FMLA thing yeah. where um, there might I think there's something about how uh, insurance kicks in with some uh, short term disability or something where she yeah. would at least be still getting like, I don't know, 50 percent of a paycheck or something. Mm-hmm. And um, but uh I guess without that, uh, it, she'd do the two weeks and then like three or four weeks. And then I could come in then at that yeah. point with my four weeks and that'd get mm-hmm. us out to about two or three months of, cool. um, uh, when chickpeas about two, three months old and, uh, yeah. and then and daycare. maybe daycare, maybe yeah. whatever their situation we're trying to figure out there, we might, we're kind of interested in maybe doing like a nanny share with some other really yeah. close friends that, that That's live. a great idea. Like yeah. really close it's to us. Wax. Yeah. Wax? Yeah. Actually. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Wax. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. With <laughs> oh, yeah. chicken nugget. With chicken nugget. Yeah, man. Look yeah. at you. Yeah. yeah. I was, uh, yeah. You know, uh, Katie's been commenting on our YouTube videos a lot uh-huh. of stuff lately. And she uh, had this joke of like, you guys mentioned Ben Klepsig in every episode. So uh-huh. I'm just going to hashtag we Ben we Klepsig. Already did. Yeah. <laughs> so she's been leaving all these hashtag Ben Klepsig comments on the on uh, YouTube mm-hmm. comments. and uh, But I don't think uh, like Ben's responded or like nobody's responded or, or at all. Respond. So she, she was ben. like, 
is, is it on. weird? <laughs> no, 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 no. Ben's Ben's like the perfect dude for that. No, that's what I was. He saying. just probably doesn't read the comments. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, fair, that's fair. But now he does. Am I right? Ben? Yeah, now he will. Yeah, dude. Okay, so I'm excited for the potential. We mentioned this on the drink along. But the potential of our meetup this year, and we're not yeah. going to get into that yet. We're going to throw out a survey first, but I'm excited for the potential of it. Yeah. Because we're going to offer up a few options and then start planning. We got to do that like this week, probably. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Keep exciting. saying that every week, but no, yeah, for real. Nah, this is um, the I'll have time yeah. tomorrow morning to plan. Yeah. Starting to think about like, dates and everything and uh, i mean I, I i love the idea of madison wisconsin in the summertime mm -hmm. but like obviously it would have to be before chickpeas born but even if yeah. it's like right before chickpeas born like i'm probably not going to want to be away from home in case you know sam goes into labor or something so mm -hmm. i'm uh i'm you know i want to know what's best for everyone but i'm kind of leaning yeah later in the year even doesn't yeah. even have to actually be phoenix i just i, I don't, I mean, don't the nice part about phoenix, like madison or wisconsin is it's still nice in the fall it just can't oh, be yeah? like Ooh. can't be like november it'll probably yeah. be like october or something and actually yeah like a nice cold like trees Ooh, trees crazy. changing colors like that that'd be nice too yeah dude let me tell you something about wisconsin it's amazing like blew my mind going there. I was like, oh, yeah. you know, I've been a lot of places. I've lived a lot of places and Madison, Wisconsin was pretty dope. So that's all I got. Shout out to Madison, yeah. Wisconsin. Shout out to Madison where this podcast was born. Oh yeah, that's right. I always forget. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Story slam. Oh. Yeah, exactly. So that's where I met, uh, Friggin' Ben Klepsig. What a Where'd you baller. meet Heather? Give me a Heather. moment. Oh, yeah. What were we saying? I'm not sure how these ding. How did these ding? Oh, okay. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> what do you how got? Do you... Is that the uh, stemless? Yeah. yeah the, well, this is what oh, you no, gave me for. Wisdom glasses. Yeah. Wisdom. Wisdom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wisdom. <laughs> so, uh, I had asked earlier, how'd you meet Heather? I, I'm not sure I even know the story there. Question. So I was a part of um, a like a campus ministry in uh, at James Madison University, and we shared like a connection with a similar ministry at University of Virginia. Mm. And I had gone to James Madison for a year, my freshman year, and decided, screw this, I'm moving to Texas. So I moved to Texas, um, moved to San Antonio, and lived there for about only nine months or so. Uh, or no, only six months or so, but it was awesome. I really loved San Antonio. What a great place. Like I said, I've lived in a lot of places. Uh, really enjoyed that. But there was something that I was like, I probably should go back to JMU and just, I enjoyed JMU a little bit more than I enjoyed San Antonio, but still a great time. And then by the time I got back, Heather had, uh, Heather was one year less than me. So she was a freshman while I was gone from JMU. And then when I got back, she had been there for like, you know, nine months or something like that. And I was like, who's yeah. this new girl? So literally I met her though. Here's the funny story. I met her at a conference for like campus ministry stuff. And, uh, and th like I said, like this is campus ministry, this churchy things, you know, churchy stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I met her at this conference in Chicago. So we actually met in Chicago 
Um, but I don't remember meeting her. But I remember meeting someone, but I don't exactly remember her. But I remember yeah. the encounter as opposed to the person. <laughs> and I had just gotten this tattoo done right here that yeah. day that I met Heather. Oh, wow. And, um, and so she's like, oh, what's that bandage on your arm? And, uh, and I'm like, oh, that's my newest tattoo. And I'm like, I got a few tattoos. And at that point, that was my third tattoo. And I have one on my arm right here on my shoulder. And then I have one on my rib cage on my side right here. And okay. I was like, well, I got this one. And then I got this one and left it on my shirt <laughs> yeah. at the campus ministry conference and scared this girl a little bit, probably. But yeah, <laughs> that was me. Like I was, I was very, Heather was like, you were weird and you were like, uh not not average like like like, i don't know how to put it like you were confident and but not always in things that you should have been like that's how i think at least i shouldn't have always been so confident but (laughs) i was also (laughs) like really um like it was endearing she said like she was like all these things that you would say things like there was this one time where i was like like basically like i saw her after like an event or something i was like hey uh i'll see you later you're a really good dancer okay bye and walked away and like (laughs) this was so uh what's the word Uh, intimidated by her yeah so this is like how things evolved in our before we started dating was like i would say these things to her like these very in my mind intimidated things that i was like this girl's amazing out of my league and then um she would be like well you kind of you kind of showed you liked me in a good way like it was like endearing you know so that's cool yeah that's how we met but yeah it was kind of through that and then we got to know each other through hanging out as kind of school campus ministries yeah when you were when you were saying like uh you're Mm -hmm. confident but not in the ways you should be or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. all all of those things that you were saying sounded like they could have had they could have been like a negative thing like why is he like this? <laughs> no, hundred percent. Yeah, no, but, and like no, some I, girls I, were probably really put off by it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I I get it though. What you mean about it being like endearing and and cute yeah. and everything? That's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said some silly things. It's very silly. <laughs> but like, it was all like because I was yeah like intimidated and like she was totally out of my league and you know. So, I don't nice. know. we'll have to wait until your turn next time. Because we're, we're closing in on good time here. You ready to go to history or you got anything else you want to yeah, talk about? Yeah, no, no. I'm good for history. I'm excited to hear about all the different spots. Oh, there's spots all right. We'll be right back after this quick break. We're back. That we are. Uh, really quick notes to get to. I want to give a huge shout out to John friggin' O. Hughes uh, for being a baller. Give me a moment. Uh, and contributing a bottle for future drink alongs. Uh, and I will be currying out the samples soon. Uh, so if you're interested in being part of our sample sharing for our monthly drink alongs, please consider hopping on our Patreon at the $10 tier or higher, and you'll be included. Great pours, too. I mean, last week we drank an absolutely killer pick of Four Roses Single Barrel Barrel Strength. Oh, yeah. Um, And definitely not your average stuff that we do on drink-alongs. And, I mean, we've done, like, Jack Daniels 10. We've done some crazy stuff. 
Yeah. Uh, and next three are going to be not average either. So keep an eye out, especially you Patreon peeps. Yeah. And if you're uh, on our discord, you saw the conversation yeah. happen about yeah. what it is. Well, that was a Patreon only this uh, conversation. Oh, so you got to be a patron and then yeah, get in on the discord so, so that you know. have access to the Patreon only channel. And then you can see what it was. Hey, <laughs> That's going to be in the drink. Hop room. on now. Um, so we're drinking today. We're drinking Red Spot Irish whiskey. That's whiskey with an E because it's in Ireland, not Scotland. Um, this is technically our fourth episode on a spot whiskey. Um, oh. Earlier on, episode 26, we drank Yellow Spot. Episode 142, we drank Green Spot Chateau Leoville Barton. Uh, and about a year ago, uh, I believe it was for our um, uh, St. Patrick's Day episode, we drank Gold Spot. That was furnished uh, by me, too. I was about to say that, which was a Brian Rapp joint uh, <laughs> at the time. And this, too, is a Brian Rapp joint. Uh, anyway, we've talked about uh, the spot whiskeys a lot. So I wanted to mix up this episode uh, and do a semi-deep dive into why Ireland was crucial to whiskey as we know it today. Uh, so let's do some history. Uh, so you've heard of distilling, listeners. And distilling actually goes way back. In fact, some historians see a history of distilling going back around to about 2000 BC. But also like for, for the sake of, um, that was mostly for like perfume distillation uh, with like oils and stuff like that. But uh, there's, there's history of uh, liquor uh, distillation going back to at least 800 BC. What is distilling, you ask? Well, it's a method of concentrating alcohol. People are very aware, mostly, uh, at least that listen to our podcast. But if, in case you aren't, uh, here's how it's done. In terms of liquor production, like I said, there's other ways, reasons to distill uh, stuff. But um, you take liquid with, like, that's water and alcohol, at least, and probably some other inclusions. And uh, you slowly remove the alcohol from the mixture. The goal, uh, using evaporation temperatures of each water and alcohol, which are both different, is uh, to have a faster rate of alcohol evaporation to water evaporation. It's likely impossible to keep water completely out of alcohol, uh, but the goal is to boil and condense more alcohol than water, uh, at least more than there was before. So anyway, like I said, that 800 BC reference uh, was what historians believe was the first method of distilling uh, liquor found in Asia where they were making liquors from rice and mare's milk, apparently. Uh, there's historical mentions of Greeks having some distilling knowledge in the first century AD. And in the fourth century, there's writings that attribute a three-armed pot still to a woman known as Maria the Jewess, uh, though we don't know if she was the actual inventor of it. But things got real in 700s AD, uh, when a guy named Abu Musa Jabir Ibn Hadian, uh, someone knows that better than me, but I don't. Uh, kind of legit. He designed what we know as the Alembic pot still, uh, and versions of which are extremely common in whiskey production to this day. Uh, anyway, the problem uh, with the pot still at the time, as time went by, rather was that they needed to be cleaned before each use. They, they needed to like get it out and then send out the excess water and stuff like that. Uh, and by the 17th and 18th centuries, like a century later, I mean, a millennium later, basically, uh, distilled spirits were getting a lot more popular. Enter a guy named Aeneas Coffey, who was Irish, 
and his buddy Robert Stein, not Robert Lawrence Stein, the kid's horror book writer. Um, but this Robert Stein was Scottish. Um, they created the coffee still, uh, which was huge for liquor distilling, revolutionary, in fact, um, because it provided a way to mass produce liquor by offering a way to continuously run a still. And it's known as the column still or the continuous still. And it was around 1830 that this was made and it helped Irish whiskey take off. Now, of course, this was when it was made, but Irish whiskey had been being made for years, centuries before them. Now, to be clear, uh, they say, they say Irish whiskey had been a thing since about the 12th century. Uh, But to compare that with Scotch whiskey, some people say that Scotch traces its origins back to the 15th century, uh, almost 300 years later. And they even say that brandy, which is liquor distilled from wine, which is probably what you'd expect as the first like distilled spirit, that came around in the early 14th century. So um, some crazy stuff that Irish whiskey might actually be the first whiskey hmm. uh, is kind of cool. But anyway, there is truly a debate historically, though, that did Scotland or Ireland start whiskey first? Um, from, from what I've read and what I've collected, it seems like Ireland is the winner, but I might not be right. It's a lot of conjecture. Um, but So let's just take a moment, though, and applaud Ireland for their contributions to the whiskey world. Clappy, clappy, clap. But they've done a lot. And the funny thing is, I mean, they're not, I mean, they are big. Like you, Jameson's top five uh, whiskey in the U.S. Yeah. Um, but they're not as big as you'd expect for the first whiskey, I guess. Yeah, because anyway. Um, the spot whiskeys, to just go over some quick history, they go they go way back uh, to Michelin Sons, a wine merchant, and basically what we consider today like a independent whiskey bottler uh, before they were called that. They aged their whiskey in tunnels under the streets of Fitzwilliam Lane in Dublin, and they would mark their barrels with different color spots to differentiate which ones were aged however long. Uh, currently there is a blue spot, a cast strength seven year. Then there's the gold spot, which is like the nine year you said. Uh, then there's the green spot, which is a 10 year. And they do have some cool special editions, like finishing, uh, ones. There's, a there's something called green spot quills gate and Chateau Montalena, as well as the Chateau Leoville Barton that I mentioned. Uh, then there's the yellow spot, which is a 12 year. And then their oldest bottling is so far is what we're drinking today. The 15 year. And so let's get into that for a moment. Do you got the bottle? Ooh, he's got the bottle and the tube. Um, it's a single pot still. Uh, so this allows for some of the all barley, uh, mash bill to include some unmalted barley. Ooh, nice. Uh, as opposed to a single malt Irish whiskey, which is 100% malted barley. So there's allowed to be some unmalted barley in here. Uh, aged 15 years in a combination of ex-bourbon casks, sherry, or Spanish sherry butts, and Sicilian Marsala wine casks. It is 92 proof. And one thing to note, it's a weird thing. Uh, the price of spot whiskeys have, has exploded over the past two years. Uh, it actually within the last like two three months 
Is, yeah. There was a big jump. I, I'm not sure if there was a jump prior, but uh, yeah. Yeah. It's how much did you get your gold spot for? Uh, gold spots were like one. Yeah. They're like 300 now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they were, I mean, Costco could not get rid. I saw, oh, I believe it at pallets, that price. Yeah. Pallets of gold spot. No, no, no. What'd you get? Uh, I, I uh-huh. saw pallets of gold spot at like 110 or 120 or, or whatever it was. Here. Oh, wow. There was so much inventory of gold spot. Costco's could not even get rid of it. Wow. They yeah. were selling it at 110? It like, yeah, like a year ago. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, still. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then what'd you get your red spot for? Do you remember? Uh somewhere around 170 or so. Um, that so, was about a year ago as well. So double that. And that's what, what we that's what red spot is now. For total yeah. wine, it was three hundred and forty dollars for a red yeah. spot. Crazy. And, Why uh, not just buy a red breast twenty one? I know. Yes, Which please. About 350. Yeah. <laughs> please, listeners, please buy a red breast yeah. twenty one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah seriously so someone's at front door nice blue Sorry. spot no you're yeah. good do you need to run nope no it's blue... probably just ups oh, okay blue spot uh also increased dramatically in price i was yeah uh, uh, i saw some pictures on a facebook group where somebody was at a store and they were like oh my gosh i'm finally seeing blue spot for the first time and they like oh, sent no, uh, thank you. they showed a picture and you could see the price tag on the picture and all the comments were like what like do, do not, not buy it was like yeah. 300 300 bucks for a blue spot at this store it's what like for seven, a seven year seven year cast strength Irish whiskey yeah dark. i don't know what's going on with them but like i i do enjoy the spot whiskeys but yeah. i will not pay 339 dollars. i mean i even saw it at uh like recent like like five months ago I saw it for yeah one one eighty or something like that yeah. or the red spot that is and now it's oh. like I saw in total wine it was like three forty. Yep, the MSRPs across the board. Well, the MSRP was definitely drastically increased. So That's it's crazy. not it's not just stores gouging. This is legitimately what the, yeah, the whatever the company name is wants the spot line Mitchell to be sold at. Mitchell, yeah. right? Mitchell and Sutton. Well, it's technically Irish Distillers is the one to distill it. Uh, gotcha. Uh, which they do red breast, they do Middleton, stuff like that. Um, yeah. But um, Mitchell and Sons is kind of like the the brand or like gotcha, not the brand, gotcha. like the, the company. The company. Um, yeah. 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 So you ready to drink? Drank it, drank? I am. I got a cork pop for you. Give me that cork pop, that sweet, sweet cork pop. Ooh, Pretty good. that was loud. Oh, must have been real close to the mic. Yeah, either way, I dig it. Um, I'm curious. Uh, uh-huh. I remember you telling a story a while back about uh-huh. how you had some weekend thing to go to or some bottle share night or something with family, and you took a green spot that was finished in Chateau oh, yeah. something, and y'all like Chateau finished it over the course yeah. of like two days. It was probably so- the fastest uh bottle completion i've ever had yeah it was years ago i mean this was like 2016 probably so yeah i brought chateau leo barton and it was like down to it was my family and another family like with like it was only like like a couple and then my family it went down to like a quarter of the bottle in one time in one sitting so so tell me about that because like I know green spot is like supposed to be like 50 bucks or something, or it's, yeah, yeah. it's less than a hundred, you know, substantially less than a hundred. But then mm-hmm. the Chateau one is like a hundred. It's like a hundred. 
it's, yeah. it, it's almost double, if not actually double, what so normal green spot a, is. It was a Bordeaux finished. Bordeaux. One. Okay. And I don't know what it was, but it was delicious. And you, I assume you could really get a lot of that wine finish on there, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely noticeable over typical green spot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the nose isn't blowing my mind <laughs> on this. Yeah. Um, it's kind of... Um, single malty it's more scotchy than it is irish to me i see what you mean yeah. um it's a it's musty um, yeah i was gonna say dusty yeah. yeah um yeah and it's got it's got the pineapple pineapple irish that i yeah. normally get yeah. um but barely to me yeah it's very light though on the nose where you can really get your nose in there and um it doesn't doesn't hit you too hard. Hmm. Yeah, dusty dusty pineapple and very very easy. Oh, what a great finish! Yeah, love it. Okay, so up front, whoo, what a good finish! I love that. Um, up front is single malty, like Scotch single malty. Um, it's a little. Um, it is a little. Dusty, musty, you know, like we were saying. But then it like converts into uh, a nice, not too sharply sweet, but like a brown, sugary, uh, tropical fruity note, if that makes any sense. Um, Really nice switch up in the complexity of this. Uh, Really, really, really sweet on the finish. But it's not up front really. Like it's like a synthetic sweetness up front. Quickly switches though to a nice brown, sugary, tropical fruit yeah definitely tropical fruit on the palate too uh on that finish though um well so yeah it does evolve from palate to finish in that uh i do get a lot of sweetness up front but then uh pretty quickly on the finish i get a lot of spice um not not like a lot of spice and and it's not like hot per se yeah but almost like it's almost baking spices like a like a pleasant light kind of cinnamony pastry baking spice stuff to go along Uh with the tropical fruit and um and i do get a little bit of a earthy i i want to say leather but i just can't think of anything better right now something that something that really makes you think that this is sat in a barrel for a, for a while. Yeah. The funny thing is, is if you look at the other big name in single pot stills is red breast, red breast is much more bright than this. This is darker. That makes sense in a palette form. This is, uh, more depthy in a dark way. Um, like in a dull way is probably a good way to say it. Like, like I said, red breast is bright. This is dull, but they both have a nice development to it. They both have a nice, uh, tropical fruit notes to them. Uh, but the dullness that I get, um, from this is like a sweet, they're both sweet, but one is like white sugar, like powdered white sugar, like red breast is. This yeah. is more brown sugary, if that makes any yeah. sense. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, I'm not too experienced with red breast. I still have yet to even try that. red breast 15. I've never even have tried. Have you had the 21 at least? Uh, no. Oh, 
Uh, Now somebody shared 21 with me, but it was brought on a bottle share night and I drank 30 other things that night. So I don't actually remember what it was. Unreal. How good it is. Um, My buddy Rob was uh, wanting Uh to buy a red breast 27 for like years and Mm -hmm. was like, "Ah, one of these days, one of these days. And then sure enough, MSRP like shot up on that one too it mm-hmm. used to be five something 550 at costco maybe 600 at total okay. line and now it's like 900 what that's yeah. crazy i saw so, uh I days are gone recently now. and i think it was like 350 still i might be that's wrong. yeah typical price for red breast 21 there yeah i think but it for used the to value, be 280 yeah 21 is a better value for sure like oh, absolutely 27 is not three times better like kind of like yeah, yeah kind of like that barrel gray label gold label um, yeah how like you know one's like 16 years yeah. mm-hmm. and and one's like 20 something and but it's yeah. like double to get those extra yeah. couple years over 16 and it's like totally, totally. necessary but uh barrel now reminds me um of another thing that i was about to say earlier which is yeah. have been seeing this craze lately where extremely overpriced items have gotten like drastically clearance just liquidated oh. out because they've been sitting on shelves for two years yeah horribly overpriced and then like now the they're like label let's just get barrel. Rid of these. yeah yep. and so uh barrel actually lowered their msrps on wow. the gray label and Themselves. gold label yeah it used to be 250 500 and now yeah. it's and you know stores got them from the distributor and paid a certain yeah. amount for them so of course stores are trying to like hold to those old prices like maybe yeah. somebody will still buy it but uh if you look around you might find a store that's changed the price already and nowadays they should be closer to uh, to like 180 and oh wow for wow. their gray i would pay 180 for a gray label or a silver label uh yeah barrel especially yep. that seagrass yeah yep yep i got one of those um, too i remember that yeah what um what was i thinking you know i got to try a gold label one time oh yeah did you and yeah it was on was it good? Uh, at madness yeah oh and it was like it was good spicy oh uh, i don't know about like great it, it wasn't my jam when you really think about it for a bourbon but it was it was spicy i'll tell you that you remember which one it was it wasn't like Armida, or it was like a, it was a bourbon. That's all. I yeah, cool. Say. It was a gold label bourbon. Yeah, wow. which was like about twenty years. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um. Anyway, a couple other ones too. Uh, I'll spare you the details, but I've mm-hmm. I've been seeing some liquidations Great. lately of high price stuff. So, so does I that mean see... the bourbon boom is sl- slowing down? Well, I hope it's uh, the uh, obnoxious pricing of things, as yeah. they're now realizing just how obnoxious it is. But especially I mean, retail. This spot line increasing their price is obnoxious. So maybe they won't sell any, and then in a year and a half they'll come right back down again. Hopefully, I have a feeling they won't. Like, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. That's a lot of money for a gold spot. Uh, I'm I'm going to drop some drops. Yeah, and I'm sticking with my assessment here. There's a there's a very nice, pleasant spice that I get on these. Um, it, It and it's like a little peppery too. Um, mm-hmm. so a little peppery with that tropical that. fruit is like ultimately what pepper. I get here, but I like the age and I can say with confidence that that red spot is my favorite of all the spots. The extra age that you get on the red is worth it. Uh-huh. 
in my opinion. Similar to single pot still fashion, still tastes great with a little water. Um, it might actually taste better with a little water. Uh, was it 92 proof originally? Um, yes. This is great. This is derish. Um, tone, it's just weird. Like, I keep comparing it to Redbreast, though. Yeah. Because Redbreast is like brighter and, and, in my opinion, better. Yeah. Um, still good, though. Still good. We need to get you a red breast. Definitely. Well, so uh, Costco's recently had them at 110, the red breast 15. Oh, really? Uh, what about the cast strength? Did it have any of those? I actually have a cast strength. Um, that's that's the one that I've had. You do um, well. And I have a, oh my gosh, I can't, can't believe I forgot this. I have a little sample box and it's got 12, 15, and nothing better than 15, surely. Okay. What's, is there one below 12? uh yeah there's like lustow and then there's um okay cool yeah yeah lustow 12 and 15 are in this box that like i've been planning on having my own little sample night on those but uh, i just i totally forgot that i had it in the back of the pantry (laughs) no that's funny it's good it's a good problem to have that's like what my mom does she (laughs) jokes that she's losing her memory and she'll hide chocolate around the house and she'll be like oh look chocolate yeah going shopping for chocolate (laughs) yeah Around your own house, find it in random spots. So, um, I don't prefer the nose, but I do prefer the palate on the water pour. And how is it different for you? The nose is too floral Mm. to me, um, and too dried apricotty, but like in a really musty way, dried apricotty, yeah, really musty way for sure. Yeah, the uh, I'm I do get less spice on the palate though with the water. I get the same amount of tropical fruit. I get the same amount of mustiness. So it's just a little more tame, a little easier. The finish was more intense, neat. But um, yeah, water just tamed it down a little bit. So I like this, but I'm starting to already formulate my rating. But the hard thing is, is I'm comparing it, like I said, to Redbreast. It's still good. But Redbreast 15, here's the thing about Redbreast 15. Before you go ahead and buy yourself one, Redbreast 12 cast strength, in my opinion, is better than Redbreast 15. Yeah. Well, good. Hopefully, I will have the same assessment when I drink my little sample bottle of it. Yeah. And then I and then I won't have to buy a, a whole blind bottle. Them. Yeah. I should, should blind them, yeah. Uh, same kind of musty, dried apricot, floral nose with the ice. Right. It's got a little bit of that like Irish tropical fruitiness, but it's very much covered up by the um, by those notes that I just mentioned. Yeah, kind of want to make sure I don't overdo the ice on this. I just feel like I don't know. I, you can't overdo ice on Irish, in my opinion. Oh. I mean, you can, but it's hard to. I well, love I ice on Irish whiskey. One cube for me today, and I can't. I can't smell anything on the nose. Mm. Yeah, uh, no, I can't smell anything at it's all. It's good on the palate, but it's not better. It's it's funny because I think I watered it down more than I normally do. Um, and it's still tasty, still a little bit tropical, but it's it doesn't bring sweet. out any of those crazy notes to me. Yeah, it's plain sweet. Yeah. Um, 
fruit sweet plenty and uh zero none of that spice anymore that spice is totally gone now um still a little leather still a little sweet uh summertime sipper man crushable summertime totally. sipper with ice which yeah. is i Especially guess if pretty... the ice is like making it really really cold which yeah. sometimes it does apparently sometimes if you put enough in there yeah if you put any in there you know what i'm saying <laughs> and it makes it more voluminous mm. super voluminous infinite whiskey <clears throat> keep adding hack that. yeah <laughs> I like it. Uh, like there's, you know, sometimes you add ice and you're like, this is terrible. I hate it. It's bitter. It's whatever, yeah. but um, it's still great with ice. So it's definitely solid all around. There's, there's nothing, no complaints about this. This is what I would want to drink. If I wanted to drink whiskey in the pool. Yeah. My thought is I said that it has a better nose on the, on the palate and a better palate. I mean, better nose on the, neat pour better palate on the water pour the ice pour was last place easily for everything um but um i think the overall winner in terms of the pour was the neat pour for me um i i'm gonna go give go ahead and give this a rating Ah, it's hard. Yeah, I just keep comparing it, but I still don't think this broke a nine for me. Um, I think this is good. And I really love the finish. That's the best part about this. Uh, but I'm going to give it like an 8.5 on this one. Does it, and, uh-huh. does it, quote, clearly stand out? In, In terms, terms of Irish whiskey, yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's it's the what makes it stand out is that it is depthful in age and yet still brings those nice tropical fruity notes like pineapple and mango and stuff like that. Yeah. Um and it's complex in that way too. Like I would say this is potentially more complex than Redbreast, but I'm not always looking for complexity uh when I'm looking for a nice Irish, so. Yeah. That's what I got. 8.5. And then I'll give it a secondary rating scale of That was why I said clearly stands out. So we've got uh, a, we've got yeah. a solid B as yeah. as well being well above average. I mean average I would is, leave it at a B. A B plus maybe. Yeah. Nice, nice. I uh I do agree. I think the neat pour was best. I think that if I'm gonna not drink red breast, uh-huh. uh I want a more unique experience. I don't want to just totally. drink something that's trying to be red breast and it's just yeah. a little bit worse. This is different. And mm-hmm. like, it's a whole other beast. It's got this extra spice. It's got a little bit of, of earthy leather, um, yeah. but still, that. but still, yeah, I'm, I'm a little lower. I'm pegging at eight, three or so, okay. um, but I'm still in the B category. I do think that this yeah. stands out. I think that it's well above average. Um, uh, I, I think that, you know, the tier below is something where we'd say there's just more pros than cons, but yeah, there yeah. were, there were way more pros than cons mm-hmm. on this. So I think it clearly stands out. I think, you know, if I'm looking at my shelf and I see red spot, red spot, it's going to stick out of my mind for being, I'm going to remember what that flavor yeah. is. And I, on certain days I'm going to want that. So I'll put it well above average. 
So here's the question. Would you ever spend retail on it again? I would not. Yeah. That's my uh, at least I not would, recent retail. Yeah. Well, okay. Obviously. Um, yeah. If I had. Knowing how I feel about it. But mm-hmm. if I were to remove myself uh, where like I've never had it before, I just know what I'm going to think about it. Yeah, I would I'd be willing to to spend up to 200 on this for that experience of getting to have a bottle drink yeah. through it once to to get a feel for it entirely. Oh. But um, to me, even if the price hadn't even gone up, even at 180 or whatever, this was a one and done experiment for me yeah. to get to see what the red spots like. I like that. Well, we got our ratings in. I think you know what time that is, listeners. That means it's time for Whiskey World News. All right, welcome back, everybody. We're going to talk about some Whiskey World News. Staying on topic today. Today, the topic being the spot line. We're going to talk a little bit more about the spot line. I'm going to read you an article from Rob Report. Didn't write it. Just going to read it. Written by Jonah Flicker. Good old Jonah nice. Flicker. Title of the article is Jonah. One of the best. Flicker. I, I barely know her. There you go. There you yeah. go. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Title of the article. One of the best <laughs> Irish whiskey brands being the, the, being the spotline. Just dropped a yeah. new limited edition 23-year-old. Spot did? Yeah. So listen to this. All dead. Uh, so Middleton Distillery, M- Middleton is the distillery just outside yep. Cork, Ireland, where the most popular Irish whiskey brand in the world, Jameson, is made. Yep. In addition to the popular spot lineup of single pot yep. still Irish whiskey, as well as Red Breast. Uh-huh. So is Red Breast. Yeah, is that what you yep. said? Mm-hmm. Oh. They're all made the same place. Yeah. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so now. There's a single cask bottling of the esteemed Yellow Spot series, and it is available okay. to be purchased from the Whiskey Exchange. It is oh. a rare occurrence in the world of Irish whiskey. So, yeah. and I, I did look Old that it it is still available on the Whiskey Exchange. So, huh. um, this article did come out in January. It's still available as of recording this. So, I assume when this nice. episode comes out, you could still go get this if you want to. They probably priced it at five hundred bucks, so they were not selling it. Wow, Cole, uh, Cole Stradamus Big over thinker. here. Cole yeah. St- oh, yeah. I'll tell you the price here in a bit. But Yellow Spot, originally launched in 2012 as part of the Spot Collection, also includes gold, green, blue, red, as we discussed earlier today. These are all single pot still whiskeys, meaning they're made from a mash bill of malted corn and unmalted barley. I probably could have cut all malted this out. Malted barley and unmalted barley. You said uh, corn. Thank you very much. Uh, malted <laughs> barley and unmalted barley. Side question: uh, Did you ever see anywhere? Did they disclose how much is unmalted barley, or is that like a trade? No, thing? but there are rules. You can only use so much unmalted barley in a single pot. Interesting. I don't remember how much, but there's rules. yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, a malted, unmalted barley, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so anyway, the core yellow spot expression. So uh, yes, the core yellow spot expression is matured for 12 years in three different types of barrels, bourbon, sherry, and Malaga before Ooh. being bottled at 46% ABV. This new expression is something very different. It is a Ooh. 1999 vintage. It Whoa. is aged for 23 years with a yield of 564 bottles. The whiskey wow. was initially matured in 
bourbon barrels uh-huh. and then it was transferred to just one single malaga cask previously used to age the sweet spanish fortified wine uh-huh. so you can purchase this bottle of yellow spot 1999 now from the whiskey exchange for 660 bucks Whew. i mean 23 years though yeah that's more uh, than I, red breast 21 yeah um it is uh Did yeah that it's in my head listeners nice nice uh <laughs> it, it is 525 pounds gbp but uh but yeah as of now that's about 660 bucks and um you Ooh. know honestly i think that that's a pretty fair price for such a unique I would say, yeah and it's a single release like it's a special release exactly i mean middletons are like 450 bucks or something i and i, I don't know what their age is but the wait, the, Middleton's is four hundred fifty bucks. What do you mean? Middleton's got like a fancy release, like a very rare. Wrong. Yeah, Middleton, very rare. That's what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about. Uh-huh. Assuming that's a thing, you didn't just say yeah. that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heard, yeah okay, all right. Very rare. Yeah, yeah. Look it up. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Memory, <laughs> memory. Anyway, um, yeah, I feel like six sixty is is pretty fair for a super special twenty three year um, fun special release for an Irish. Obviously, I'm not going to rush out and buy one, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's just yeah. If somebody was like, Spotline is my favorite whiskey of all time, this would be an easy buy. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I might go Red Rush twenty seven in that range. I mean, Red Rush twenty seven is in the six. Well, it used to be in the six hundred range. I totally agree. Right. Yeah, if I was going to spend that much on a whiskey, I'd get Red Breast twenty seven. And heck, I don't know how much. I mean, I don't know how good this truly is, but at six sixty, knowing how much I prefer Red Breast, I'd probably even throw in an extra hundred and fifty bucks or whatever and get it or get a Red Breast twenty seven instead. Yeah. Yeah, it's real. I might not. Yeah. If I, ah, yeah, I wouldn't buy it. I, nothing, nothing is worth $600. I mean, no. there are a few things like E.H. Taylor season wood listeners. Keep an eye out for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of yeah. monies for an Irish whiskey. That is a lot. But interesting to know they're doing a special release of a spot though, because I'd only ever yeah. been here with gold blue red just then and of course the the finished greens and all but uh yeah never heard of a special release before so i thought that was pretty totally. cool i like that yeah so we've talked about red breast or not red breast well we have talked about red breast yeah. we've talked about the spots which I went, that's kind of cool that's like very because i was even thinking when i was writing the history i'm like i bet you they're gonna put out a 20 plus year one soon apparently uh, yeah but a small limited release right um so i think um let's see i think it is time for the next segment show that we like to call what we would you choose and i believe brian's got a good one this week or no we gotta go over results yeah before we get into that though i'm gonna tell you what happened last week so last week yeah I got you last I said week. Happy, so obviously I won. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did you even look, or are you just like, yeah? I did at one point look, and I was like, oh, that's sad <laughs> that I brought, or brought up Pappy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I wondered if uh, some of the vote might come my way for people who are like, yeah, but my wife just like prefers scotch. I don't know. Yeah. Like for a wife mm-hmm. that already like despises bourbon, maybe 
Yeah. But anyway, that did not work out for me. Last week's question was actually, what is the number one whiskey your significant other likes or would yeah. like? You know, if they're, if they're yeah. not into whiskey, yes. what's going to pull them into the world of whiskey? And Cole's mm. wife prefers Pappy 15. I mean, who doesn't? Yep. <laughs> my wife woman. <laughs> my wife prefers Dalmore 12 on the scotchy route but Pappy 15 pulled out the win just barely 75 to 25 <laughs> that's funny yeah wow. so um yeah a lot of love for Pappy this week so weird I don't understand we had no. a lot of good write-ins too we did so we got a couple write-ins we uh heard from uh uh oh is it this is new to me you're gonna have to tell me Drew R. Toland oh we new? love Drew Toland uh, an old okay. I mean, he's not old, Drew. <laughs> no, he's he's a he's a longtime listener. Very good, very good. So Drew says Yom Twelve. Wife oh, loves good the choice, Yom Twelve. Drew. Yeah. Low class, high proof. Sent in a photo as always. Yeah. Love it. And that photo is Highland Park. The light. The light. I I couldn't see it. I was like, either it's the dark or the light. But no, yeah. it's the light. I uh I know I have a little experience with Highland Park the light thanks to my was it buddy, good? Did you try buddy it? Curtis. Yeah. Uh yeah. so actually I, I say that I, I can't remember if we opened light or dark, but uh okay. but yeah, Either Curtis way. has both of these and uh I think it was New Year's of I, me. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. Cole no, uh, got him half price and praise myself, but yeah, right. It was anyway. just very fortunate that they were all half off. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So good stuff there. I do remember liking it a lot. Um, I, I think I remember saying I like this more than Highland Park cask strength. So nice. Uh, whiskey drinking Panda pandas prefer Panda wives prefer Glen Morangi 18. Nice. That's Glen a good Mo. choice. I like, yeah, that. you like that one. Glen Moe. Glen Moe. I'm not sure. I've had Glen Moe 18. I used to have a bottle. I finished it recently. I thought so. All right. Yeah. Uh, we got Joel and M09. So Joel Ayo. says anything in a sherry, but and over 120 proof. <laughs> I love that. I over, over what? Over a, over 120 proof. Wow. So Emma. O- over 120 sherry butts. Respect. Marco and AZ chimed in. He says, wife enjoys four roses, small batch select. Jack Daniels bonded or red breast 12. Another red breast shout out today. Nice. <laughs> have we, is that it? Did we just that's tip over the line? Than, We've talked more about red breast have, than the spots. Yeah, than, than <laughs> oh, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Hashtag Ben Klepsig. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right. Paul Clarkson, Paul Clarkson wrote in, he said she likes whiskey cocktails, but not solo as much, but he'd have to say short barrels, bees knees. I'm unfamiliar with that one. Yeah. I never heard of it, but I'm down. Cool. Cool. Nice. Yeah. But uh, Marco and AZ with that four roses, small batch select. I remember that. I'm pretty sure he called that out in his episode that he did with you not too long ago. That and his wife likes it, Jordan. Yeah, and that stuck out of my mind so much. I <laughs> set aside a little Four Roses limited edition for if the four of us ever Ooh. get together and have a little date night. Hey, you guys are local. You guys yeah, are tight. yeah. I think you'll like Jordan. Nice, nice. That is it for the write-ins, though. That is it for last week's. What whiskey would you choose this week? The question that we have for you is: I like this what. One. What whiskey is more fun to display than it is to drink? What whiskey sits on your shelf and you enjoy that it's there? You you like that it's there and it looks nice and everything. But when you go to reach, you, you never reach for that. You just like that yeah. it's there and that's it. 
So for me, for Mm -hmm. me, I'm going to take the easy route on this one. Oh, God. I'm going to go with Blends. Nice. (laughs) I entry buzzed. It's bad. Yeah, (laughs) no, I know. I I entry buzzed on Blanton's last episode or the episode before. Uh I don't know. It was the first time I'd had Blanton's in a while. And oh, it was for no, it was for uh, the drink alone. I entry buzzed nice. Blanton's because I wanted something with a little rye in the mash bill for the mm-hmm. four roses we were about to drink. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I wanted it to be like hundred proof ish or a little less. And uh, anyway, I ended up loving that four roses so much more than, than Blanton's. And it's like, uh-huh. I knew that it hits middle of the road for me, blah, blah, blah. But uh, it's still just kind of on a downward track for me that like, it just is not something that I ever crave. It doesn't stand yeah. out on my shelf, but mm-hmm. it's such a unique bottle. And, you know, people love to see it. People who hardly know anything about whiskey come over to the house. They see it on the shelf and they're like, oh, my gosh, I know what that is. So it's fun yeah. to have on the shelf. I like that. I'm going to go. I was between Elijah Craig Barrel Proof and Michter's 10 Rye. Now. Of course, Victor's 10 Rye and Elijah Craig Barapoof are done in special releases like batches or in this case for Victor's 10 Rye single barrels. Uh, but I'm going to go with Victor's 10 Rye uh, because at least the single barrel that I have right here, Ooh. I don't know. I think that was a 21 uh, was OK. It was I. Um, and so I... But it's cool. It looks up. I mean, it's one of the most beautiful bottles, in my opinion. They totally agree. And um, or like the yeah, like 2023 or 25. We don't know whatever. But uh, it is a cool looking bottle. And collectors will be like, oh, you got a Mictress 10 round? I'm like, yeah. Do you want to try it? Because I don't love it. So specifically that that single barrel. Yep, that is exactly how I Yeah, yeah, it's totally single barrel. Yeah, Uh, it is single barrel. Uh, They're all similar in the year usually. Yeah, they have several barrels for that year's release, Mm -hmm. uh, but they do not blend those barrels and then bottle it as a blend. So that's why there's like, it's like the neck uh, sticker says 23A whatever or 23B whatever. Um, I had a Mictress 10 Rye last year. I, so I think it was a 22. I'm surely it was a 22. Uh-huh. But I was super medium on it too. Like it yeah. was, it was great. It was solid. You couldn't say anything bad about it, but it just like nothing really stood out about it. It was very mellow yeah. and nothing special to me. But yeah, I got a 21. That's what that is. But yeah, it was, it was I. And then the funny thing was I, I sent another to John Hughes and maybe he loves that one. I, I got it. And I was like, maybe I'll find someone to enjoy this, but it could have been amazing because it was a different year. But yeah, John, let me know if you're enjoying it. So, oh yeah. Especially if it was a different year, chime in and, yeah. and let us know how it hits you. Cause love to totally. love to find out. I won't be mad. Um, it's like your birthday bourbon week. debacle. <laughs> oh, that was yeah, that was incredible. But I still am <laughs> proud that I traded one for a four grain uh each yeah, Taylor. But I still had sure. three whole bottles of it. <laughs> um so next week we are not putting it up to a vote. We uh were able to get some samples from Barrel, uh the company, Barrel Bourbon, or Barrel Craft Spirits. Um and we have their new foundation release, which is a five-year blend, uh, hunter proof. I think we'll be drinking that next week. Perfect. So, um, is there anything I'm missing? Nah. Oh, no. Go ahead. We uh we got the a, a drink along new set of samples. Oh yeah, we talked about that yeah, earlier today. Yeah, a little, so, bit, a little. Right. We didn't mention what. 
which I normally yeah. hold back. So. And we're not mentioning what. And we're not mentioning it unless you're on the Patreon uh, oh. Discord server. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I guess it's time for the hopes. I hope that um, I can get a solid bottle of Mr. Sam or the Russell's uh, Single Rick House or something like yeah. that tomorrow where I'm not regretting the opposite of what I would regret if I showed up late. Oh yeah, for sure. I, uh, I'm, I, you, it's never, well, it's the regrets never that bad. Even if it's you regret bad that way as a, well, if there was like only like, like, I don't know, Eagle rare there, that would, I might regret that. Yeah. yeah but I yeah, don't love Eagle rare. I love Eagle right. rare. And it's always good times going and chatting and stuff. So yeah. it's not like, it's like, I don't know if it was raining and you didn't have an umbrella or a jacket uh, that that might be miserable. But I, uh, of course, uh, double down on that hope that uh, that you get something awesome tomorrow. I hope that that store uh, has all the best stuff. And I I hope you're first in line and I hope all that. But for my own sake, I hope that I remember to drink the red breast samples. That'd be super fun for me to do here soon after this. So I hope I remember to, to go through those. Nah, that'll be great. But most of all listeners, well, no, no. I hope that your cat has a great time today. You but saw most him jump of up. all listeners. <laughs> but most of all listeners, I hope that our love of whiskey lifted your spirits. You're both yeah. idiots! Sweet! <laughs> <laughs>